0: This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Youth baseball talk. Only on lineupmedia.fm. Now your host, Jim Cromer.
1: Welcome to this week's edition of Youth Baseball Talk, brought to you by the Rope Trainer. And as John Smoltz says, everyone should have one, from big leaguers to little leaguers. Make sure you check out the Rope Trainer today. You can simply do that by going to theropetrainer.com, uh, the wonderful training aid and, and uh, tool that you can use to improve your performance, increase your overall health when it comes to the arm, uh, provided by our wonderful friend Earl Perrin, his comrades in crime, uh, Chris Verna and John Smoltz. And of course, I always mention... If John Smoltz is going to address the arm epidemic in his Hall of Fame speech, I think we all better take notice because it's an issue. So um, they're just trying to help. And, again, uh, I encourage you check it out, theropetrainer.com. Happy to be back this week. Um, <clears throat> excited about it. Coming to you from the lineup, media.fm studios here. Uh, really curious to, uh, to follow up on my episode last week. I got a lot of feedback on it. Um, and it was all kind of centered around, okay, Jim, I hear you. Um, you know, Of course, who wouldn't want their son or daughter? Or if it was coming from you as a player, of course, I'd like to be a better athlete. But, you know, I wasn't given these gifts from God, if, you know, or however you want to put it. Um, And again, back to what I said, while not everybody is born a tremendous athlete, some athletes are made now. Uh, I'm not here to say if it's going to work for you, not work for you. I don't know if, uh, I don't know to what level your athleticism is at now, but. Wouldn't it stand to reason that if you think you can help somebody be a better student, if you think you can help somebody be a better better hitter, better pitcher, better fielder, that you could also probably help them become a better athlete? Now, here's where it gets a little dicey, and this is where I think what I talked about and what a lot of people talk about from time to time when it comes to athleticism, where it gets a little crazy is that people start saying, well, Jim said or so-and-so said, if I do this, I'm going to be as good an athlete as Johnny. That's not what I said okay, I mean, that's life. Get over it. I mean, that's, you know, I some guys are blessed, and, you know, that's the, you know, and we see a lot of jealousy and stuff around that sometimes. You know, some kids are, are just better athletic. I mean, we have a, uh, you know, a kid comes to mind in our local community that from the time he was eight years old, I mean, he was just the best athlete, and he was God-given with this size, and, you know, and now this kid is a starting defensive end as a true freshman at Iowa playing football. I I... There's nothing my son could have done to make himself the athlete that this kid is. You got to stop that, okay? We got to get away from, I want to be him, okay? You got to be you. So that's what we're going to talk a little bit about that today, and then I'm also going to address a couple of the thoughts that came back after my episode last week, because let's face it, we are technically, and not for all of you, I know some of you are in the warm weather states, and it seems like you guys... You know, I I don't know what your break schedule is, but for most of us it is the off-season of baseball. Plus, we think of this as the off-season because, you know, we tend to look at major league baseball, right, and say, okay, it's the offseason. So I still want to talk about that. And we'll probably talk about that at length over the next few weeks because this is the time where I believe, you know, you really do get better. Playing games is great, but you got to get better too, right? So um wanna do that. Before we dive into the day's show, I want to remind everybody to check us out at youthbaseballtalk.com. It is our website, of course. Uh, you can do numerous things there. The, the the most important thing you can do there is to subscribe to the show. It's completely free. You simply click subscribe to the podcast. It'll walk you through it. It doesn't take any time at all. And again, as I said, it's free. And you'll get the show downloaded and a notification on your mobile device ready to listen at your leisure. Um, uh, you can do your Christmas shopping through our website uh, by simply clicking the Amazon banner down on the right. It doesn't cost you anything. As soon as you click the banner, you're done with us. You can do all your... Online shopping, Um, for anything you may need, we get a very small referral, which helps us with our production costs and keep the show on the air. And again, it costs you nothing, and we would appreciate it if you would do that. Some of you, we have some loyal listeners that do all their shopping through us, and we see a couple of bucks each week, and it just kind of offsets some of our costs. So thank you so much for doing that, and if if you're not doing it and would do it, especially with the holidays here, we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, Our main ask of you is to follow us on our social media pages. Uh, You can find us at Podcast Baseball on Twitter. The main one we'd like you to find, though, is on Facebook. Simply type in Youth Baseball Talk, like our Facebook page. Our real ask of you there is to simply invite your friends to like our Facebook page. Uh, It's our way of trying to reach that baseball community. Again, our assumption is is that if you're involved in this great game of baseball in some way, shape, or form, so are a lot of your friends because that's typically how it works. If you would invite them to like our Facebook page, we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, Simply find us on uh, Instagram by typing in Youth Baseball Talk as well. If you would share our pinned post each week, our, our the show as it's posted on Facebook, that would help us a lot in reaching more people with the show. You guys have been the ones that help us grow the show, and if you'll continue to do so, we would greatly appreciate it. Again, you mentioned uh, LineUpMedia.fm Studios. It's the fastest-growing podcast company on the planet. If you're into podcasting, make sure you check them out. They take your entertainment time very seriously. I know you'll find another podcast that's worth your entertainment time. You can check out my good friend Pete Caliendo's Baseball Outside the Box, another great baseball podcast. Uh, It's got more of an international feel. Pete's well-known throughout the world when it comes to traveling with uh, prep baseball, and he does a great job, and I really enjoy listening to Pete as well. Let's dive into the show a little bit here today. Um, Again, as I mentioned last week, we talked a lot about athleticism. I think some things can get misconstrued, and one of those being that, you know, I don't want anybody to ever think that it's a guarantee. There are no guarantees in life, much less when it comes to athletics or sports, especially baseball. But if you really think about this thing, um, uh, something I said right before I did my little little plugs there, that I want you to all remember is this, that you got to quit being so consumed with trying to be somebody else. Be yourself. Be the best player you can be. Achieve that by working as hard as you can possibly work. Now, for some people, that's not – I mean, some people just don't want to give that kind of effort. Some people don't have that effort to give. Some people don't love it enough to give the effort needed to become the complete best player they can be. But that's each each person's individual situation, right? So – I say all the time to my kids I have in the past, hey listen, whatever you think you want to give to this is what you're going to get back. If you love it and you you have these aspirations and dreams, you're going to have to work really really hard and if you find yourself like not wanting to work hard, well then you don't really love it. That means maybe you like it, right? All kinds of different levels of like and love when it comes to sport, you know. So the whole concept of thinking that there's anything you can do to be somebody else is kind of silly, right? I mean, I get it because again, we, you know, it, it's no different than wanting to be like the guys in the pros. I get that, I understand it, but but the reality of it is you're who you are, right? You do have talent, you do have ability, you have desire, you have all this kind of stuff. You need some help enhancing that, right? With people that that spend their whole life trying to become good at helping other people achieve their goals and dreams, right? So go out and do that and just do it for you, do it for yourself, do it to make yourself the better player, the better the better athlete. And as I say all the time, okay? There's nothing wrong with trying to be the best you can be. When we when we get clouded with I want to be in the pros. I, I want to be in the pros right there listen I'm not I said it before I'm not a dream crusher right I'm not going to tell some kid, well you're never going to play in the big league so you need to just accept it and I'm not going to do that I just I don't understand the joy in that or the or the big time hey well listen you know we're going to be honest here yeah okay that that's fine that I get it but what's wrong with saying hey look if that's a dream of yours work really hard for it I don't I don't know that I've ever advocated, nor would I ever advocate for saying, absolutely, tell them they're going to be in the big leagues. But what's wrong with wanting to be there? I, I don't understand that. I, I assure everyone at some juncture, every guy in the big leagues was told he probably wouldn't make it. And that's fine. And those are all great stories. I mean, some guys may have, I, I don't know, but I, I can't speak for everybody, but it just doesn't, doesn't it sound silly to sit here and say that, you know, it, it's crazy now. I'll say, I'll go to the other end of the spectrum and say that if you're out there telling kids absolutely you're going to be in the of it, that may not be good either. <laughs> so I get that. but But let's get back to the main point today, and that is you trying to help your son or daughter, or if you are the player, you becoming the best player you can be. And how do you get there? I talked a lot last week about athletic training. Okay. So. You know, a lot of people are like, okay, you know, I did some research. I'm doing this. I'm not sure there is so much. Yep, just like anything else, you can Google it, you can check it out, you can talk to 10 different people and get 10 different answers. Once again, you're going to have to use your God given smarts and try to figure it out a little bit, right? So you're going to have to rely on some people that can help you that you trust and you believe in. Going to have to use the old Google machine, going to have to research some people that you think a lot of. Again, I think of some people on this show that I've had on at numerous times, and I think they're all tremendous. And if you would just research some of the past shows, I think you'd find that there are people out there that you can research and learn a whole lot in a short amount of time. So that being said, uh, well, Jim, you know, I think that's great. But, you know, at the end of the day, I don't have the ability to travel here or there. This guy's too. Okay, that's fine. But have you researched him and looked at what he does and then maybe went somewhere local or somewhere and said, hey, listen, these are the things I'm interested in. Do you do these things? Is it possible to do? Again, you you can't expect everybody to do everything for you. So if you're the parent in this situation or you're the player and you're taking the active role in this, do a little research, ask some questions. Communication is always key. Find out what you're doing. Find out what they're doing. Find out what's required of you. Find something that works for you. And if you can do it, then by all means, go get them. Okay? Okay. That's, I think, what we're talking about here. Now, let's talk about some of the other things that came in. Oh, okay, Jim, you know what? I had one guy, then I appreciate him greatly. Thanks a lot of the show, and he's always communicating with us. You know what, Jim, I I, uh, I, I, I like where you're going there. And, you know, typically in the offseason in the past, you know, we've hit and hit and hit and pitch a bit. We're going to take that off this winter, and we're just going to – and I'm, I'm like, well, hang on a minute. A good happy balance would probably be good, too. Now again, I'm not again I'm not telling anybody what to do, but I never said don't go hit in the winter or don't work on your arm strength. I never said that. Okay? There's nothing wrong with hitting in the winter. There's nothing wrong with getting better in the winter inside or if you're if you're in a state where you're, whatever the case may be, it doesn't matter to each their own, right? Like I don't know where you're listening from. Maybe you have a foot of snow to deal with. Maybe you for you the winter is man, it's 65 degrees out, you know, whatever it may be. But my point is there's more than one way to skin a cat, and I would venture to say that anything anything that you can do you know, with a little bit of common sense would go a long way. So, again, I, I don't know that I would ever say, well, you definitely shouldn't hit, or you definitely shouldn't work on your arm strength, or you definitely shouldn't start a throwing program a few weeks before the season starts so that you're ready to go. Never said that. Okay, never said do this, don't do that. Anything in moderation is probably good, right? So, again, I, I, I just think that athleticism and athletic training is something that you might want to look at adding in, if that makes sense. You know, there's always the add part of this. Um, because in the same breath, I say, you know, maybe hitting and maybe arm strength training isn't enough, or maybe it doesn't get the job done completely for what you need to do based on what your goals and dreams are. Now, again, we're back to everyone has to look at their own personal situation and assess, right? So if you look at some of the past guests I've had on here, there are guys that, um, and this is what I think is great, right? I mean, I have routinely have Rick Strickland and Justin Stone and, and these guys on here. These are guys that one day may have a guy in the cage, like I, I I just, I can look no further than Rick. I mean, like in, and I'm talking just in an hour at one moment, Andrew Benatendi's in a cage with him. Right. And then 30 minutes later last year, my 14 year old son's in a cage with him. Right. Then I might come back at eight o'clock at night for something. And his daughter's in a cage with him softball player. That's in seventh grade. So you see what I'm saying there, there, there's, these guys do a great job out there. They do this thing. They try to find it. it. It applies to all areas. But then you talk to these trainers, and they're incorporating all this athletic training into their classes and doing these things. So – doesn't really matter what your level is. So if you look at some of the people that are on the show, like a Justin Stone or Rick Strickland, these guys are working with people of all levels. So don't don't like dismiss it and say, well, yeah. I mean, I checked out Justin Stone, but man, I mean, I you know I listen to Jim, and you know he works with the Cubs and he works with all these Division One guys. You know, my kid's eight nine years old. I mean, he's but so I I've always sang Justin's praises because one of the first recommendations I ever got on Justin was from my my wife's cousin who uh, is a well he was a, a a career minor league player that had had a few cups of coffee in the big leagues and now he's a career baseball guy he's been coaching for the last 10 years in in, in the minor leagues and you know he he had met Justin when he was with the when when Ryan was with the white sox and he thought a lot of him and the, the one recommendation he gave me was he said you know the reason I really like this guy and this was when I knew nothing not that I know much now but he said, let me tell you the reason I like him, Jim, is he was helping us, but yet I've watched a lot of his videos and stuff, and it's all stuff that you could relate to an 8-year-old kid. I mean, he keeps it really simple. Now, as as time has come on here, right, like, things have gotten more complicated, but certain guys do a really good job of trying to make it so that you can understand it. They don't talk over your head as much as they can, because let's face it, some of this stuff has gotten really really uh, tough, right, to not do that if you if you aren't into it. But at the same time, let's face it. Teachers are good teachers sometimes for what reason? They can teach, (laughs) right? They found a way to communicate and relate to people that maybe aren't on their level. And that's what makes a great coach, a great teacher, in my opinion, always has, right? So um, that's why researching these guys and taking advantage of this show, and I've always said the best part of my show is the people that I have on it because I I really do take very seriously trying to get guys on that I think, and and Spiker Helms, my old co-host, really brought this to another level, using the term influencer. Now, influencer can be multiple things, right? It can be a good influencer or a bad influencer. We try to find guys that are really good at what they do and also carry a major amount of influence within the game of baseball, especially when it comes to youth baseball. I would put Justin Stone up there. I'd put Rick Strickland up there. I'd put Lance Wheeler there. I'd put – I mean, I, I'd have to look back and go on to so many of the guests that I've had on here, but – I appreciate that a lot about our, our loyal listeners and the people that find the show. Like I, you know, it's, it, you try to track things, right. And see how you're doing and do, do, do what you do. And there's really no way unless somebody, and I love like my favorite messages I get are, Hey, I just found your podcast. I love what you're doing. Keep it up. I'm binge. lit you know, There's the word binge listening. That's how we kind of tell when somebody's new to the show, right? So like each week I get this report and it says, hey, Jim, your new show had this many downloads. Last week's had this many. And it goes all the way down to the very first one I ever did. And now it's not a ton, but you know, I bet I have 50, 60 downloads on every show minimum. So typically what that is, is somebody went back and downloaded the whole thing and they're binge listening and listening to it. So that tells me that we have new people that come on each week and they do they go back and listen and a lot of the stuff it doesn't grow it doesn't get old right now the, we have advances in training and things like that but the influencers and the people that were on there and the ideas and what they do you can take you you really can understand that these people are trying to get better every day not just at what they know but how they know it and how they teach it so these are the things that I'm talking about when I talk about this off-season training and the things that you want to do. And again, not telling anybody what to do. Listen, I, I'll go to the complete other end of the spectrum. I don't believe there's anything wrong with like a kid saying, "Man, it's uh, it's October, man. It's football season. Uh, don't talk to me about training for baseball. Hey, it's it's December. It's basketball season. Talk to me in March. I'm then I'll." There is nothing wrong with that. Now, is it realistic for everybody? No, it's not. And we're finding that out. But it is realistic for some people. You know, I say all the time, I, you know, I play in a program. My son plays in a program, and, you know, parents can't help themselves. Sometimes I say this all the time. I, I've, been, I've been guilty of it, right? And I've caught myself doing it, and this is when somebody that I think a lot of kind of reminded me of this, and it made a whole lot of sense you know, watching kids take ground balls and and stuff like that at practices. And, you know, you can tell who the really good defensive infielders are, right? And then you'll always see a couple of kids in there, and they're not at that level, but yet they keep going out there and working. And these are high school-age kids. So naturally, the thought process of, You start analyzing this kid for 10 minutes and saying, you know, he's not a shortstop, but he'd probably be an okay third baseman or first baseman. I don't know why they haven't moved into the outfield. And a guy I think a lot of one day said, well, that kid you're looking at right there, yeah, he plays for your club, but he lives in a very small town. I promise you he's probably the shortstop in that town on their high school team. So, again, everybody's situation is different, right? So just because – He may not be as good as your son, or he may not be the infielder that the top infielder is. Somewhere he is an infielder, and that's how he wants to do this thing, right? And it's all personal choice, right? This is what he wants to do, and he wants to get better. And So sometimes we have to look past what seems so obvious to the eye. Same thing with all this training, right? I mean, again, it goes back to what do you want to get out of it? What is your ultimate goal? What are you hoping to accomplish? It's all personal choice, and it's all self-assessment, you know, it's kind of – it's really no different than what I've always said about, like, uh, program baseball, if that's the term you want to use, program baseball or travel baseball, summer baseball, whatever it is. I don't care. I mean, I, I, I saw people freaking out over, like, a 7U or a 6U World Series or something, and, yeah, that's probably worth freaking out over, no, no problem. But, again, I, if a bunch of people want to go do that, I mean, who's to say that – listen – don't make assumptions. Who's to say that the seven-year-old team that's playing in a World Series isn't doing it right? So are you going to assume they're doing it wrong just because they're seven and they're playing in a World Series? Or I think it was like 5 you or something, but whatever it was, it doesn't really matter to me. I, I understood the gist of everybody laughing about how it's gotten out of control because that does seem out of control. But I guess my point is, like with everything in life, we make assumptions based on the initial thing we see. But what if I told you one of those 5U teams was coached by a couple of guys that do it 100% right? They develop. They encourage the kids. They move kids around. They never have any intention of overthrowing kids. And they, they, their intention as they get older is to help them be better athletes. And, and you know, they're teaching the parents uh, how, to, how to do Again, we can make assumptions all day long, right? And, again, it's easy to make assumptions based on that. When you see something that seems so crazy to you, you just start making assumptions. Oh, we've all lost our minds. <laughs> right, kind of like, and where I'm going with this is the off-season stuff is the same way, like you, when you start talking about training in the off-season for baseball, some of the people on the other side of the fence immediately start going "That's us just, just see, this is just crazy, this is just nuts, you know, whatever happened to playing three sports, and whatever happened to do nothing happened to it okay, it's all choice right, people have decided to do this, now what I love is We don't say, well, Dad, I picked my major. I'm going to be pre Well, what happened to health? What happened to this? What happened to that? We're not, I mean, you see what I'm saying? Our double standards. Now, some people are going, well, Jim, you're comparing a sport to academics. I'm only comparing it because it's real. Now, you can put them in whatever manner of priority you want, but athletics and the life lessons and everything that people get out of it and the camaraderie and the team and the love and all that kind of stuff, it's really real. So what, are you going to dismiss it? You can't. See, if you do, you're really kind of burying your head in the sand, right? Like, why would you do that? I, it doesn't make any sense to me why you do that, but whatever. And, and, again, I'm all for what everybody wants to do. And I'm not saying one is any more important than the other. But it would only seem logical that, you know, I mean, we, we put a lot of emphasis on grades because, again, uh, logic would tell us that the athletic portion of this sooner or later, for sure, sooner or later runs out. When that is, is anybody's guess. I, I, it usually is sooner rather than later for most, and that is sad, but it is a reality, and most people accept it and understand it. That's why I understand the whole academics thing, and I'm not here to say academics aren't as important as that. I, anybody that's ever listened to me knows that I've told you, if you really want to do this thing, academics have to be a priority for you, but my point is, we pick and choose what we want to say is crazy, right? We do it all the time, and I just, I don't know that we can speak for other people is kind of what I'm saying. It comes full circle to this training thing. Everybody's got to do what they think is right. Okay. So I don't want anybody to sit here and go, well, Jim said not to hit and throw this one. No, didn't say that. Uh, Jim said, if I did athletic training, I was going to be a better baseball player. I, I didn't say that either. What I said was don't discard being a better athlete. And if you can find a way to be a better athlete, why wouldn't you want to be? And that applies to every sport. I go back to what I've said all along about athletic training, all the stuff that goes with it, baseball, everything. Again, I have a 19-year-old son who's in college, very small college, and he's a pitcher. And the reality of it is, you know, he was average player. If baseball would have been over for him, I I look at the man he is now. He knows how to take care of his body. He cares about it. He knows how to work out um, the, the, all the stuff that he's learned over time about diet and exercise and the important role it plays in, how can that be a bad thing? And he's confident, right? So again, there's a lot more that goes into this than just throwing a baseball, catching a baseball, hitting a baseball. And it applies to all sports. So again, I know it's a baseball show, but at the end of the day too, you know, we are talking about sports in general and I love the life lessons that come with it. Always have, always will. So I guess the to to kind of come full circle with this, whether it's baseball, whatever it is, and whether your whether your your part in this is I'm a pitcher, I'm a fielder, I'm young, so I play all positions, I do all this kind of stuff. You know, your ability to get better at this stuff and do all this is greatly enhanced if you're a better athlete. I, I mean I mean I'm not here to throw numbers at you. I mean you don't need them. Most of you have been around it and you've seen those kids that are just a little more gifted athletically, especially at younger ages, than maybe your son is or isn't. And maybe it could be the other end of the spectrum. Maybe you are that parent that you do have this son that's athletic and you're looking at it and you're going, you know, this and that. You have your own problems right? Like that's another, it's a whole other show. And we're going to talk about that next week, but we're going to talk a little bit about the kids that are gifted athletically at a young age. Cause they got, see, everybody wants to be somebody else, right? Like, man, I wish my kid was as good as him or man, I wish my kid could run like him or was as big as him and strong. As him. It's natural to feel that way, especially if you see your son struggle and you see this other kid have all this success. I mean, Listen, who doesn't feel that way at some time? If you say you don't ever, then you're not being real with yourself. And now we're back to you're not doing any good, you're not doing anybody any good by burying your head in the sand. So let's be realistic and look at it. And that's what we're trying to do. Right. So today the reality of it is is we're talking about what is real and what's not real when it comes to training and what you should and shouldn't do. You should do whatever you think is right. And you need to do some research on it. And if you use this show as some of your research, please do. Go back. Find some of the episodes. We make it very easy for you at youthbaseballtalk.com. Find the influencers that you like. Do your research. Find somebody local to you that does it that way. I promise you, with a little bit of effort, you can do this. Okay? Now, that being said, I'm going to have a hard time being convinced that being a better athlete isn't a better thing. And that's just me. And it, it is based off a lot of things that I've seen, a lot of things that I've learned, and a lot of things that I understand are going on in the world. Okay? But the the other part of this conversation today is, okay, nothing's guaranteed, nothing's promised. But it's also the reality of how we feel, whether we're the parent, the coach, the trainer, or the kid themselves. And that's, you know, we always think the grass is greener. And again, we're back to oh, man, look, look how good he is, or look how look how great he is. And I've mentioned on here numerous times, you see it all the time. It is not, this is not, like, limited to my little neck of the woods here in Edwardsville, Illinois. This is all over the place. I mean, raise your hand if you've caught yourself watching kids that you watch grow up, and all of a sudden, they're just not that good anymore. So, see, sometimes the kids that are better when they're younger, they got their own problems. And we're going to talk about that next week, because I'm kind of excited about that. So... Really uh, good stuff. And like I said, my hope is, is that you kind of take what I said today and just kind of expand your mind a little bit and say, okay, you know what? There's a way to do all of this. Now, again, I'm, I feel very fortunate that the program that I have my son in takes all this into account. And, I don't, and because I've done my homework and because of, of who I've chosen to, to marry myself up to, I don't have this problem, right? Like I, I mentioned it to somebody just an hour ago before I come on the show. They were asking for some advice. And I said, I said the only thing I can tell you is, is that my son twice a week goes over for an hour and is in a class with two other kids. And the first 30 minutes, they never pick up a bat. And the guy goes, what? And I said, yeah, for the first 30 minutes, they never even pick up a bat. It's all athletic training, functional movement of the body and how the body works to swing a baseball bat. And they want to make sure that, A, they can do it, and B, that they're strong enough to do it and do it well. Okay? So, again, these are all things that, as we learn and get better, you hope that where you're at and what you – believe in is working for you. Okay. So again, do your homework, find it out, look around. I promise you, you can put yourself in a good situation. I don't spend other people's money, right? So money's tough, but where there's a will, there's a way. YouTube's a great thing. A lot of these trainers are happy to share stuff with you. They're really good at it. Almost every, I don't know, listen, I don't know of anybody I've ever had on my show. And if you did it, I would love to know that if you called them and said, look, Or contact him and said, look, you know, I love, I listen to the show and man, your show with Jim was so good and this and that. But, you know, either two things, either, you know what, you're in Chicago, I'm in California. How can, you know, or you know what, what really stinks is I'm, I'm in your backyard here, but I, I just, we don't have the money. Times are tough, whatever. I don't know any of these guys that wouldn't find a way to help you in some way, shape or form. And I, now listen, does that mean that you're going to call one of these guys and you're going to say, look, I just don't have the money? And they're say, oh, come on in. No, never said that. Okay, they got it. Everybody works. Everybody's, you know, time is limited, blah, blah, blah. My point is, is that most of these guys, I would have to believe, based on what I know of them, are helpful and can say, listen, here's something you may want to consider. Or, you know, hey, we do little short clips that are completely free and we send them out all the time. And, you know, if, and, and let's face it, anybody willing to spend time with, your, with their son or daughter you can do it yourself, and maybe you're not Justin Stone or Rick Strickland, but, hey, now I'm going to come all the way around and say, what's wrong with spending some extra time with your kid and working with them? And, yeah, maybe you're not the best hitting guy in the world, but golly. There's a whole lot of people that wish they could go back in time and spend more time with their kid doing that kind of stuff. So think about that advantage as well. So, again, really, uh, really good stuff that I really hope that you guys can look at and say, okay, You know, let me see how I can help my son or daughter be better. And there's a better, and there is a hundred different ways to skin this cat, but I'm going to try to figure out what's best for us. So, anyway, I hope you enjoyed that. And like I said, I was just trying to answer a lot of questions that came in after the thing last week. Sometimes when I do shows like this where I kind of talk about something that's on my mind and encourage people to look at different ways, I don't realize, I think, when I do them, that sometimes they can come across as me telling somebody exactly what to do. And then you're going to have this and that happen. I have to remember sometimes that. To remind the listener that nothing's guaranteed. It's all it's all a work in progress. And and to try to remember that I guess the easiest way to make yourself feel good about what you're doing is to understand that there's there's more at stake here than just a sport. And that, you know, that's what I think you have to come to grips with. Otherwise you're gonna bang your head against the wall and, and just rip your heart out sometimes when it doesn't work out. It's like I always say the You know, and I I laugh about this. My my wife's kind of like this. Like, if my son is struggling, she says, "Well, are you gonna do? Are you gonna hit with him and help him?" And I'm like, "You know, sometimes people don't understand that you can go hit for hours and hours and hours in a cage, and it doesn't mean you're going to go out and get four hits in a game. It just doesn't. That's that's the thing. And like they say in the movies, that's what makes this game so great because it's really hard. So when you see joy and exuberation from kids when they do well, or, or or you see people that are happy, generally happy for kids." Just real genuine happiness for a kid that has struggled. That's why. You know, that is why. You never know somebody else's story. I can't tell you how many baseball things I've gotten where people are upset because a team was going crazy over a kid getting a hit in a game that they were winning by 10 runs. Oh, it's poor sportsmanship. Well, do you know the story? Do you know that maybe that kid hasn't had a hit in a month and everybody's happy for him? You know, so there's a lot of it, right? Again, if we would just worry about ourselves maybe, Sometimes some of the stuff that we have to deal with would, would go a long way. And I mean full circle, at the games where you're training everything. Think about you and where your place is and what you need. I think you'll find you'll get your answers a whole lot easier. Uh, I want to encourage everybody, as, as, as always, to make sure they check out theropetrainer.com. Uh, I mentioned Earl Perrin. I, I mentioned Chris Verna, the, one of the best trainers in the country that has really made it a lifelong uh, commitment to help athletes and not just become better athletes, but become healthier athletes. Uh, John Smoltz is a prime example of a guy that he spent years and years and years helping uh, basically stay healthy as he could, right? And they look back at a lot of the things that went on maybe early in life and try to make those corrections and figure out how can we help people. That's what theropetrainer.com is all about. Check them out. They've come up with an awesome device, tool, whatever you want to call it, training aid to help all these young arms out there utilize those throws in a more proficient manner. And, again, it's not just about warming up. It's about what's best for the arm. Make sure you check them out. Again, I mentioned John's. If you haven't Googled John Smoltz's Hall of Fame speech, do so. Okay. He takes time out to address the craziness that's going on with this. So really good stuff. And uh, it's time now to go to their rope report, which is brought to you each and every week by just a tremendous human being that has such a passion for this. Uh, They couldn't have picked a better spokesman to come on here and tell you a little bit about what's going on in in the training world, but also how to utilize the rope trainer to your benefit. Let's go now to Kurt McNabb from Dirtbag Baseball Nation with his
0: rope report. Thanks, Jim. Welcome back to the Rope Report, all you dirtbags. I'm Kurt McNabb, as always, of Dirtbag Baseball Nation. And this week, I want to talk about starting the process on opening up your minds and potential and learning how to understand the words we use or hear. The information I'm going to touch on comes from the mental edge training part of our program. Our overall goal with our mental edge training process is to learn that knowledge is power. Just like the NBC TV use, uh, used to advertise, we have to retrain the brain to think this way instead of just focusing on the image that's created or the emotion we feel simply being positive or negative. We teach you to understand that you. Need to gain the knowledge first before you can simply form a positive or negative image or feeling. Through gaining knowledge, you will then have the power to make an informed and educated decision, comment, or feeling by yourself without the influence of others. That's complete power. So now you can at least explain to others why you like it or not, agree with it or not, will use it or not, will try it or not, and so on. Your audience can then decide to agree with you or not, as that's their choice based on their own knowledge, and it helps you become better educated on why others formed a similar or different opinion than yourself. Learning and having this mental edge will help you in a variety of ways as a player, parent, coach, baseball product inventor, or even a clinic speaker, in the game of baseball as well as in life. We know that even though baseball is a team sport, it comes down to the individual player understanding what his or her role is and then being able to execute it. Having said this, not every coach or parent thinks this way or was taught to think this way. So if the players are getting one form of mental training and the parents and coaches are getting something different or nothing at all, then how can a player ever reach their true potential? We joke about this all the time in the baseball industry. Yogi Berra's quote of baseball is 90% mental and the other half is physical. But the reality is we haven't done anything to really embrace this form of mental training at any level of the game. We're afraid to. We're nervous. I don't know. There's a variety of reasons, but that's why I love it. And I'm so passionate about it, getting it out there and passing it on to everybody. This form of training will also change from player to player, parent to parent, and coach to coach, because we all think differently. It will even change executive to executive at the pro level, depending on how they presently think. Almost every single person that reaches out to us presently comes up with a variety of different factors that actually doesn't relate to fixing the real problem until we dive into the mental side of things and we get to the root of the problem. They reach out because they want a quick fix to what they think the problem is, and that's because they've never been taught to understand that no matter what the final outcome is, it's about allowing yourself to open up and understanding that it's having true knowledge about myself as a pitcher, a catcher, an infielder, an outfielder, a coach, a parent, the executive, or a baseball product inventor that will give me the ultimate power. Gaining this knowledge will allow you to also accept your emotions and keep them in control. And we all know that when we lose control of our emotions, the bad things usually happen in the game of baseball and in life. I'm going to give you a quick example of knowledge is power. The Rope Trainer, for example, was created because the inventors realized there wasn't a training aid available for pitchers at first to get extra training in by yourself. When they started, they had a towel go around a baseball and then through trial and error, but really by gaining knowledge, both positive and negative, each step of the way, they continued to make changes and continued to get knowledge that led them to what it looks like now. From there, they realized through knowledge that it wasn't simply a pitcher's training aid, but an overall throwing training aid for all players. Then they did testing to figure out number of throws per age group, per day, and per week that will create the best arm and body strength while keeping your arm healthy. They still continue to gain knowledge by continuing to do the testing against other training forms in order to provide any customer or potential customer, why it works. That's why I call it your throwing buddy. The great thing about this type of training system is that you can start it at any time and you will benefit immensely from it. Just like data analytics had to start somewhere, we need to be dedicated to this type of learning because I have the actual knowledge of seeing and hearing how it affects players, coaches, and parents that we work with every day. Here's another quick example of how the thoughts and images of words can change based on having knowledge. Failure and wrong. Just hearing them, failure and wrong, create powerfully negative images in our minds when we hear them. But think this way from now on. Doing something wrong is only bad If you continue to do it wrong after you have the knowledge of why it could be wrong for you or it could be right. For example, when I look at a pitcher, I evaluate him or her based on what they throw like. If they throw from a three quarter arm slot and they are natural with that, then why would I tell them they need to throw over the top or in a higher arm slot? I see people do this, instructors and coaches do this all the time. I don't have to do that because I know through knowledge that I'm trying to manipulate them mentally and physically into them manipulating their own arm into a different throwing position. This will lead to both mental and arm issues and failure if I don't explain to them why or what it is I'm wanting them to get from doing this. If I give them knowledge first, then we can try it and they can give me a powerful and honest answer whether they like it or not in return based on their own knowledge. Likewise, if we focus on talking about failure or using examples of failures, we're creating a mindset of, I'm not going to try anything, because if I don't do what is asked of me correctly, or worse, can't do the task at all, then I'm going to be labeled or thought of as a failure. We need to give the feeling and the emotion that by trying something, You will have the power of knowledge to understand and know whether it works for you personally or if I have to try something else until I find what works best or what I like best. Once we get this understanding that knowledge is power, you will never be limited by words or emotions again. You now have the power to reach your full potential. I can't tell you when it will happen because honestly, it never ends as long as we are alive. That's why we say it's a journey, not a sprint, if you want to get sustainable success. We get dirty every day here at The Nation by talking with all types of baseball people, reading and learning from insightful authors with like-minded beliefs, but also those who challenge our beliefs because we know knowledge is always power. I'm sorry I can't keep going on in more detail about the Mental Edge training, but that's all the time I have, dirtbags please contact me at info at dirtbagbaseballnation.com info at dirtbagbaseballnation.com to discuss anything and all things baseball related. I'm always talking with old friends and love getting those emails from new people wanting to be a part of the nation and helping us grow. Please remember, you can get your own rope trainer by going to www.perfectpitchandthrow.com Don't forget to enter dirtbag, the number 5, that's Dirtbag in the number 5 at checkout so that we know you heard about it from the Rope Report on Youth Baseball Talk. I can't wait to hear from all of you about what's going on in your world or to answer any questions you have. Until next week, I'm Kirk McNabb and I challenge all of you to keep learning, keep playing, keep practicing, keep teaching, and together we will continue to dig down deep and get dirty
1: enjoyed that as I always do. Like I said, I love Kirk's passion. I love his, his realness and his willingness to try to help. And he's just a great dude. I encourage you to check out Dirtbag Baseball Nation, Kirk McNabb and all the great things that they're doing. Uh, they're constantly evolving and you're going to see more and more from Kirk in the future. I'm sure of it. Uh, Another guy that's never stopped evolving, is just becomes better and better at what he does each and every day, and his commitment to excellence and his crew around him is second to none. Let's go now to Justin Stone and EliteBaseball.tv with their training tip of the week. Justin, take it away.
2: Thanks, Jim. Justin Stone here from EliteBaseball.tv. And this week in the tip of the week, we're going to piggyback on what we talked about last week. We said this time of year, through the holidays, we need to be working on the mechanical adjustments within our swing the absolute best way to start this process is by doing dry work and whether you're a seven-year-old just getting started or whether you're a major league player dry work is the foundation of mechanical adjustments because what we're trying to do in all of our drill work is create body feel but when you're manipulating an object such as a baseball bat and trying to hit another object the baseball There's a lot of different things that are going on with your mind, with your body, that doesn't go into just the sheer mechanics of it. What I mean by that is we're trying to create muscle feel. We're trying to send signals from my brain to my body of what those body parts are doing in space, which we call kinesthetic feel, kinesthetic awareness. And once you achieve that, adjustments become so much easier in manipulating the ball-bat collision. So what I like to do is take the ball and the bat away. And I tell a story to all of my classes, and this happened to me just recently too in the cage, where I had a pro player coming in, starting their off-season planning. This is our game plan for what we're going to do next year. And we saw some things from his video that he could do in a mechanical standpoint more efficiently. But once I put the bat in his hand and he tried to do it, he struggled to create feel. Even the professional players, some have better kinesthetic awareness than others. So I took the bat out of his hand, I took the tee away, and I got down on my knees and started manipulating his body and moving him around to create feel within his own body what, his, what it should be doing during the swing. Then I had him do it from a dry setting on his own. And it took him about 10 minutes of just working his body in a dry setting before he could get it right and create the feel. If it's good enough for a player, and this guy is going to be in the big leagues, then it's good enough for a 7, 8, and on up in the amateur baseball world. So get in front of a mirror, which will help create the sight part of this where brain connects with body a little easier. Feel things out from just a slow, controlled motion without a ball, without a bat, before you put the bat back in your hand. The slower you do it, the more feel it creates. So when we do this, I'm trying to create the pattern over and over again in a practice situation where I'm concentrating on maybe just one small body part, and then we build this puzzle making the picture much clearer as we go. Finally, once you create that feel now we can get the bat back in our hand and see if we can feel it out in another slow controlled T-drill. So we're just adding manipulation of object making the drill tougher as we go. So we never have an excuse that I'm too busy for practice or I don't have room. And I'm dealing with kids a lot of times in the city of Chicago where space is difficult at times. You can get in your living room, you can get in your basement, you can get in your bedroom and work slow, controlled body mechanics on your own. And that will definitely help translate its way to the cage and then eventually onto the field in a competition setting. So step one for what we're going to do, no matter what age you're at, no matter what your ability level, feel your mechanics out through dry work. Until next time, this is Justin Stowe from Elite Baseball. A couple spaces remaining in our one-on-one drill training sessions virtually online where you can work with me to set that same off-season plan. Come check it out today at EliteBaseball.tv.
1: Awesome stuff as always. And, again, um, just proud to have a guy like Justin Stone, Travis Kerber, the whole gang at Elite Baseball as part of the show. They're wonderful Uh, I call it a tool, EliteBaseball.tv. If you haven't checked out EliteBaseball.tv, you're doing yourself a disservice. Um, We spend tons and tons of money on a lot of different things each and every week. This is a one-time thing that allows you access to everything that they do uh, at any time on their website. And I'm telling you, it's, it's not expensive. I think, you know, $99 for the whole year. Think about all the money you spend in this stuff. Your ability to sit home with your son, daughter, look at all this stuff, learn yourself, let them learn on their own. I say that the day that my son started doing EliteBaseball.tv himself on his own computer was the day that his game went to another level because it sh- cause he decided it was something he wanted to do, right? And I'm telling you, it is by far the one of the best things going out there, especially paying for your dollar, EliteBaseball.tv. TV. want to thank... Uh, thank my producer, Brian Crock and Andrew Allen. They do a great job helping me keep the show uh, uh, running and smoothly each and every week. All the gang here at lineupmedia.fm for their professionalism, allowing me to be part of the fastest-growing podcast company on the planet. Uh, couldn't do it without the support of them, for sure. Uh, all my friends at uh, uh, theropetrainer.com and everything that they do uh, allow us to keep this great show on the air. And, and, again, when it comes right down to it, though, it's you, the listeners, your willingness to share the show, to tell people about the show, um, to check us out at youthbaseball.com, keep it going, following us at Podcast Baseball on Twitter, finding us on Instagram at Youth Baseball Talk. And again, our biggest ask of you, Facebook is where it's at, folks, for us. Find us on Facebook, Youth Baseball Talk, like our Facebook page. But more importantly, click that little thing down to the right there that says invite your friends, and just invite your friends to like our page. It helps us tremendously, and in our effort to, to continue to grow the show and reach more and more people with our message. Um, we couldn't ask for a better listening group to do that for us. So thank you so much for your uh, participation and your interest in my show. Uh, I really do enjoy bringing it to you each and every week and we're going to keep doing it. So look forward to next week's show. Like I said, we're going to talk a little bit next week about that gifted athlete and where their place is in, in all of this training and, and life that we call baseball. So uh, for everybody here at Youth Baseball Talk, I'm your host Jim Cromer. I'll see you
0: next week. Tune in next week for another edition of Youth Baseball Talk. Subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to the show. Find us online at youthbaseballtalk.com, facebook.com slash youthbaseballtalk, or on Twitter at Podcast Baseball. Plus, check out all of our podcasts at lineupmedia.fm.